0: Hello, and welcome to Cover to Credits, the bi-weekly podcast where we discuss books and their movie adaptations. I'm Ian George.
1: And I'm Adina Hilton. In this episode, we'll be discussing The Hate You Give. The Hate You Give was written by Angie Thomas and was published in 2017.
0: And the film adaptation, which came out just last year in 2018, was directed by George Tillman Jr.
1: Yep. So excited we're doing this.
0: I know. Um, so our last episode was If Beale Street Could Talk. We decided yeah. to do... Uh, Two adaptations in a row for Black History Month. Yep. Uh, Where the books were by Black authors and the adaptations were done mm-hmm. by Black directors. And it's really
1: cool because both of these movies have just recently come out.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I Which think, is
1: amazing. And I, I think we've talked about this before where there's not a lot of diversity sometimes in movie adaptations that are made from books.
0: Yeah, and if they are, then... um, sometimes they're not made by black directors like uh, The Color Purple, which was directed by Steven Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's always that level of it can feel insincere, I think, when it's not coming from a uh, black director. A black voice. Yes. And I thought Mm -hmm. about this a lot with this movie in particular, because, you know, a lot of the characters... uh, do come from, like, kind of what they what they describe as the hood. Yeah. You know, these really low-income kind of urban environments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their dial- their dialect um, reflects that. Yeah. And I think it easily could have been uh, cheesy or... Over the top. Over the top, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was handled really well yeah. in the movie. And I think part of that is having, you know, a black director or people who... Uh, Know how to handle it well, yeah,
1: and can portray that in a realistic way without it seeming like pandering, kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really glad that both of these movies were directed Mm -hmm. by uh, people of color, and yeah, and we're talking about both of them.
1: Mm -hmm. And if you haven't listened to our Beale Street episode definitely check it out. Check out the movie. Check out the book. Like, what a great combo.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: That was an amazing episode to do. And there are a lot of parallels to this movie as well, because it's kind of about the broken system that um, black folks find themselves, you know, trapped in where they are the victims of the police. Yes. And in in Beale Street, you know, it stars the main character, Fonnie, who's accused of a crime he did not commit and is incarcerated. And they're trying to get him out of prison. Unfortunately, in this story, uh, Khalil doesn't even get the chance to no. go to trial, instead is is killed. So um, the parallels in that are really interesting.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we didn't even actively choose stories no. that had any kind of like similarities that we were conscious of. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the comparisons and like community. Yes. And, you family. know, family. And even though it's about a people who are oppressed by the system and by the government, they come together in a community yeah. and support each other. And that's and like the a, love
1: is very strong. Yeah, and that's a
0: major theme in both, of the, in both stories, If Beale Street Could Talk and The Hate You Give. So I really enjoyed getting to read and watch both of these and just get to... Uh, make those comparisons and, you know, pull from each of them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's almost like we planned it. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> and we probably could have said that we did if we didn't just say the opposite right now. Well,
1: I mean, we've been wanting to do the Hate You Give almost since it came out.
0: Yeah. Yeah i should have looked up what this how this did in theaters
1: i think it did okay
0: yeah it didn't
1: do as well as they i think hoped which is unfortunate mm-hmm. it is because it's a good movie and it kind of
0: flew under the radar from my impression because yeah. it kind of like came out and then was out of theaters almost like before i noticed which is why i was just wondering that yeah i wonder if it was a bit of like i don't know because the book is interesting in terms of it is a young adult novel yeah I'm, You have to, like, put air quotes around that all the time. Yeah. Because it is young adult, but also it just, it deals with a lot of serious. Serious issues. Relevant issues. Yeah. And.
1: And it has wide appeal. Yeah.
0: And it doesn't pander or cater to, like, a younger audience by any means. No. I mean, it talks about drugs and sex and swearing and violence. Violence and racism. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, why is this young adult anymore? I mean, I guess, like, the reading level isn't. Yeah. Super high, but it's also not. You know, Low. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But that's a topic for uh, another time. Exactly. We probably. could talk about this
1: all day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, our story The Hate You Give. Uh, the main character we follow around is Star. Mm-hmm. And Star is a 16 year old girl who lives in Garden Heights. And she is. Kind of a person between two different like social worlds, yeah. In a way, because her family lives in Garden Heights, and she knows people in Garden Heights, uh, you know, which is a predominantly black neighborhood, yeah. That, you know, they call the hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her parents pay for her to go to a kind of uh, wealthy private school, yeah. You could say mm-hmm. where she's like one of two black kids there, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like those are the numbers, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and so the book starts off with her attending this party in Garden Heights and kind of feeling out of place there. Yeah. Like she doesn't really belong there either.
1: It's sad because she does feel like she is her genuine self at times. But when she's at Williamson, which is her school, she has to be kind of the white version of herself. She talks a lot about having to make sure she doesn't speak ghetto. And I put that in quotations um, or act too angry or too Mm -hmm. violent as to not portray the angry black woman trope or to seem again too ghetto or angry or violent and you know alarm people um and she talks specifically about how the white kids can act yeah and how a lot of white kids do act kind of ghetto i guess would be the term but she can't have have that same freedom because no. on her it looks very different like from they how can, it looks to them
0: yeah like they can use slang and yeah. stuff where if she used it they would probably associate it with her being Ignorance. black
2: yeah yeah whereas mm-hmm. if
0: they use it it's just cool but star is um she, she's a really interesting but great character she loves sneakers yes she's a, a sneaker head mm-hmm. a self-proclaimed one
1: yeah she's always talking about her Air Jordans and yeah. like all those types of shoes. I, you can tell I don't know about anything about <laughs> shoes. I'm sorry. Um, but she's really into it and takes pride in that. Um, and like, we like you said, she kind of doesn't fit in with the black community either mm-hmm. because they kind of see her as like she acts white. Yeah. And that she's kind of uppity and goes to this private school and everything. And so star is kind of straddling these two worlds, but you know, she she does kind of know who she is, though. Like, she loves the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's, like, her thing. <laughs> she likes, you know, 90s references, sneakers. Like, yeah. you know, she has a boyfriend. She has friends. Like, she has a life. So, um, obviously, things are going to go crazy soon,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> obviously <Yeah. laughs> she, things are at a boiling point in her life
1: that is unstable. <laughs> Can't keep this up.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So in the movie, uh, the book starts right off at this party. Yeah. In the movie, we kind of get a, uh, a lead up to it. So like mm-hmm. the first act is kind of her at her day to day life. Yeah. And it actually starts off with a really interesting scene though, that happens when she's like, I don't know, seven.
1: I think she's like 10
0: 10 maybe yeah so it's a flashback scene at the very beginning of the movie where she's getting a talk from her dad mm-hmm. and this talk is referenced to in the book but it's a conversation he has with them about if you get pulled over if you have an encounter with the police or you're pulled over later when you're driving or in a car yeah this is what you do
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's a very impactful scene it is where you know, he he explains, keep your hands on the dashboard. Don't talk back. Mm-hmm. Only answer questions when you're asked. Like, tell them when you're going to reach for a, poc- for a pocket or something yeah. in the dash or glove box. So it's a very serious discussion. And But it, it's interesting because he's not just like, uh, he's not telling them to be fearful. No. Only to be very aware. And
1: cautious. And cautious. Mm-hmm. Because
0: then he also, uh, he He's very into the Black Panther movement. Yeah. And the history of... uh, Black liberation.
1: Black Black liberation and, Mm -hmm. like,
0: those civil rights. And so he has them uh, learn... What is it? The 10... The
1: memorize the Black Panther 10-point program. Yes,
0: that's it. The 10-point program. Yeah. And this is brought up also later. But I I love this uh, combination that Mm -hmm. he kind of brings, where it's like, this is kind of... This is how you be safe, but also... This is how you empower yourself. Yeah. And it's a great introduction to his character, too.
1: It is. And this is something that really struck me when I was reading the book. And then when I did watch the movie, too, because white people don't have this conversation. No. I've never had a conversation like this with my parents or anything where they were like, this is what you do when the cops pull you over. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure they probably said something like, always be respectful to police or something offhand. But this is like such a reality for you know people of color minorities and anyone who is kind of oppressed by the government and the police like this is how you have to act having this conversation with children early and Star says like you know we had the sex talk but we also had like the other talk yeah and to have like those be two big talks that you have in your life was just like I don't know as something that when you you learn about that and you realize that you're like oh my god yeah you know
0: yeah it it just kind of cues clues you into the fact that this uh, is a
1: reality that people have to deal yeah with. that
0: we as two white people are very ignorant of
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: and this was something I in general really enjoyed about the book too is how it's not written to pander to white readers by no. any means no like there's all kinds of usage of like uh, slang and terminology and stuff that like yeah, it. Doesn't I didn't hold know about some. Hand. No, yeah. I didn't know about some of it. Like I had to look up what giving dap meant.
1: Yes, which
0: is probably the whitest thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> was like Google like what does it mean to give dap?
1: <laughs> we are very white. <laughs> we are.
0: <laughs> but uh, but I did appreciate that that it was like. You know, we're we're not going to define things for you.
1: No, it was like a celebration of black culture, like being like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all the characters. This is like our life. And obviously, it's not representative of every black person in the world. But I love that Angie Thomas just created this world that was so rich yeah. and so full and was just very black and was unashamedly so. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I mean, figure it out. Like, you'll like it. And it yeah. like, obviously, white audiences will enjoy it. But it wasn't like okay, now this, I'm going to explain like all of these things. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Also it was very in, uh, ingrained in like, um, uh, young culture too. Yeah, talking a lot about Tumblr, RIP, mm-hmm. um, tw- you know, Twitter and yeah. like mentioned like black Twitter too, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I thought was interesting. And, uh, yeah, like at one point, she mentions how her parents are her OTP. Yes. And in the movie, she gives this line, too, but she defines it.
1: Yeah. She's you know, like, one true parent.
0: And you were like, we know what OTP is!
1: <laughs> I was like, you don't have to tell us. We all know what OTP is.
0: <laughs> you were so outraged that she defined it in the
1: movie.
0: I loved that, though. I'm like,
1: don't explain it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this party. Yes. Uh, she's with her parents. Uh, friend kenya yes but kenya actually the two of them
1: share a brother. share a
0: brother yeah mm-hmm. i guess that's the term yeah uh they both have they share a half brother mm-hmm. uh seven yes so they they're kind of closer than friends or like almost family but it's an interesting line kenya's great she is she's just kind of a bitch but like unashamedly yes which i love she's
1: the best because she's just like I'm going to literally tell you exactly how I feel all yeah. the time.
0: <laughs> and they're at this party and she literally just wants to fight this one girl. Like yeah. that's part, partly why she invited Star was so she so could help her fight. Back this. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so... Star is a little bit alone because Kenya kind of doesn't want to hold her hand at this party. Yeah. And then Khalil shows up.
1: Mm-hmm. And Khalil is someone that Star has grown up with her whole life and has basically been her best friend. But in the past few years, they've sort of drifted apart. And you find out later, you don't really hear a lot of this in the beginning, but you find out later that this is pretty much because Star has been going to this private school. Yeah. And after she switched out of there other school and started going to this private school, the the divide kind of started and it's just gotten worse over the years. Um so they haven't been as close lately. But once she sees him, like you know that there's a connection. In the yeah. movie you can see it in the way they look at each other. In
0: mm-hmm. the book,
1: you just know because Star is like so happy to see him and they fall into this like easy camaraderie where they're talking together immediately.
0: Yeah, this uh we already mentioned it, but Khalil is the victim of the yeah. shooting that happens later. But the book and movie do an amazing job at establishing a character mm-hmm. so well at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Because,
0: you know, he's not a long he's, he's not in, in it, it actively very, long. very yeah. long, but he really does leave a lasting impact and um the author and the movie do a good job of creating this instant connection and really getting you to understand him early on.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh so Khalil shows up And Star is a little suspicious because he's really dressed well, he's got really nice new shoes, Mm -hmm. and she's worried that he's selling drugs now.
1: Because she knows that his family is poor. His mom is a drug addict, and his grandma, you know, has cancer right now, and they're really struggling. And- So she's like, what's going on? And he doesn't really want to talk about it. But they are kind of like bonding and reconnecting and everything. And then some gunshots ring out at this party. And they're basically like, oh, shit. So they leave and Khalil Khalil is going to give her a ride home.
0: Yeah. And so then they're in the car for a bit and they're they're just continuing to talk. And I I thought this was really interesting how... Jesus, gunshots just went off at this party. And then they're just in the car talking like nothing happened. Yeah. Like if I was at a party, the gunshots went off. I I would just be like frantic. Like oh, you yeah. wouldn't be able to calm me down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it kind of tells you about the the world that they live in a little bit that they can kind of just brush it Transition off. from this. Yeah. But they're talking and the movie definitely establishes more of a sexual tension between them. Oh, yeah. Which I was fine with.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you could feel it between them. And in the movie, Khalil kind of pulls over for a bit and is talking to her and is basically, like, and then goes in for a kiss and kisses her. Yeah. And we know that Star has a boyfriend at this point. And she says so. She's like, Khalil, like, I have a boyfriend. But you can tell that she's like, I can't do this. (laughs) But she's also like, she's also like, I mean, it's. Still kinda nice though, yeah. you know. And Khalil says the most heartbreaking line in the movie, which is is okay, we still ha- we have time.
0: We've known each other our whole lives, we've still got time. Yeah. Something like and that. And I'm like,
1: oh God. <laughs> uh, oh god. <laughs> I know. And this is what really reminded me of if Beale Street if Beale could, could talk. If yeah. Beale Street could talk. Cause like these two young people who have known each other for so long and you know, have this connection and this chance to be together and then it's like ripped away.
0: Why does this keep <laughs> happening to us as readers? <laughs> as
1: readers, yeah. Uh, um, it's just, I mean, it's it happens to real people. I know, and it's really, I know. It's really upsetting, but I think this is portrayed really well. And in the book, it's not as romantic between them, but there is a moment later on when Star is processing her grief where she's talking with her mom and her mom's like, you loved him. Yeah. Like, you you guys liked each other, and maybe that never, like, came about, but, like, you had feelings for him, and it's okay to admit that now. Like, it doesn't make you be cheating on your boyfriend to admit that you had feelings for each other, because you knew each other for so long. Yeah, yeah. And Star kind of has to mourn what could have been for them, because yeah. it never got to happen.
0: Um, I don't think there's a lot to discuss with the pullover scene mm-hmm. other than almost what you would imagine where they get pulled over and Khalil is kind of annoyed with the officer
1: yeah,
0: and kind of talking back to him a little bit and the officer gets annoyed yeah. and kind of pulls him out of the car basically. And he checks Khalil and finds nothing, but yeah. then tells him to stay there while mm-hmm. he goes run and runs his plates and then Khalil and, and and Star is trying to calm Khalil down, telling yeah. him, like, do whatever he says, because she had the talk and she's very aware of this situation. Khalil's a little more nonchalant about it, a little yeah. more annoyed. And so he goes to the door and opens it and asks Star if she's OK. Yeah. So he walks away from that spot and then we hear the gunshots mm-hmm. and Khalil falls to the ground.
1: I do want to mention that in the movie, they have him pull out the hairbrush
0: yeah and like
1: brush his head with it
0: mm-hmm. like it, he's
1: pulling out like and they say that he thought it was a weapon yeah i, th- I had a problem with this in the movie because it yeah. was almost like they were trying to make it seem more like he had a weapon Hmm. whereas in the book he literally just opens the door and like leans in and is like star are you okay and then is shot yeah um so I, I just question why that part was added in the movie. Like, why does mm-hmm. he pull out the hairbrush and start, like, brushing his hair? You know? Yeah. Like, that was weird to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, it kind of felt like it was trying to not just, well, kind of justify the shooting. Some doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, then when the officer in the movie comes up, he's asking, where was the weapon? Where Where is yeah. it? Where's the gun? And then he sees the hairbrush and, like, realizes what happened yeah um whereas in the book you know there's rumors that there was a gun in the car and star doesn't know for sure if there was or wasn't she knows that there was one didn't
1: have there was one
0: never revealed by khalil he didn't pull one out yeah um and then it said oh he saw the hairbrush in the car door and thought that was the gun yeah so like it sounded like a BS excuse for why this might have happened in the book.
1: Mm -hmm. Whereas
0: the movie really tried to kind of, like you said, cast
1: some doubt on, maybe he saw a weapon, like, you know, and I just didn't like that because, you know, people, like black folks are killed for nothing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I just didn't like that they almost try to make it seem like there could have been a reason.
0: Yeah. I mean, we know from so many real life examples that, they do just shoot black people, like, for no reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whether they see a weapon or not, mm-hmm. if they just think they're running away, they'll shoot them. Yeah. So, I don't think this... It's not, like, out of the realm of possibility. People wouldn't have been like, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. No, it absolutely could have, have. Or would have. And does, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm with you on on that front. and But we get this just heartbreaking scene of where Star... She's actually in the movie handcuffed, yeah. So she can't do anything, which I thought was visually like kind of terrible but impactful. It was that she couldn't like even like move to help him. Mm-hmm. And in the book, she's like held at gunpoint the whole time, yeah, which is equally horrifying. horrifying. Yeah, and and yeah, and then she and in the
1: in the movie too, she tried to record
0: yes yes i want Mm interaction
1: but the officer tells her to drop her phone and she does yeah she's afraid um that he'll you know shoot her uh so she drops her phone and then she's like trying to grab for it and then that's when like khalil comes around to try to see if she's okay and is shot so she like had tried to record it and didn't get the chance
0: yeah um There's a scene in the car before this happens that we kind of forgot to mention, but Mm -hmm. where they're listening to a Tupac song. Yeah. And uh, Khalil tells her about Thug Life, Mm -hmm. which was a tattoo that Tupac had. And I I think was in his his songs. too, Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, That just said Thug Life. And this is where the uh, title of the book comes from. But he said it stands for the hate you give little infants fucks everyone.
1: Yeah. And just it kind of being about the hatred that black people receive mm-hmm. from the world from a very young age. And it kind of leads to these children growing up into thugs and, you know, spewing that hate back out into the world, you know, like you get. You get what you give
0: or, or just trying to do what they have to to survive. to survive
1: in this hateful world.
0: Yeah. Whether it's selling drugs, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, gangbanging or whatever, you know, it's and, and it's a situation that hurts other people. Yeah. And it's just this cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's how uh, uh, Star's dad describes it later about how he had to break the cycle. Yeah. And how that's a really difficult thing to do. Mm hmm. So and this this is just a, uh, those lyrics come up repeatedly throughout the story. Yeah. And kind of reinterpreting it and kind of looking back at it again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to make sure we mentioned it now.
1: Yeah. Shifting away from the really, really sad, awful part. Um, I really want to talk about Star's family. Yes. And how amazing they are, because, oh, my God. And I probably talked about this so many times to you when we were reading. I'm like, her family, though, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. (laughs) Because her, oh my God, her family is so great.
0: They're they're not only great and supportive, but they're also, they're not perfect. They're flawed. flawed. And so they're realistic. Yeah. But they're loving and caring deep down.
1: They're funny. They're interesting. They have relationships beyond just a relationship to Star. There's so much going on with her these characters her mom works at a clinic and you know got her nursing degree like while she had star and like worked really hard and like you know tried to make a life for her family and is just super supportive of star is amazing Mm -hmm. she has a brother uh stars uncle carlos who is a police officer and he kind of adds this dimension to the story where it's like can black people who are police officers be in on this system of oppression? Yes, and also kind of giving Star this other you know father figure in her life who supported her for a long time.
0: Yeah, I, I thought Uncle Carlos was a really interesting character to kind of get that vantage point on. Yeah, because early on after Khalil's shot, uh, Star overhears a conversation where he's also kind of saying, "Well, I heard he was like a uh, in a drug gang, dealer. a drug dealer." And there might have been a gun. He's kind of defending the cop a little yeah. bit. And he later on in a conversation with Star kind of says he's sorry about that. And he wish he hadn't been thinking from that perspective Yeah, at that time. He kind
1: of has his own journey that he yeah. goes on. Yeah. And all of these characters do. Mm-hmm. Um, Star's dad is probably the most interesting character in her family because he has such a rich history. He started out his life. His dad was like a really big... Uh, king lord which is like one of the gangs in garden heights mm-hmm. and star's dad was a king lord for a long time and then he you know got with um lisa star's mom and they yeah. were together and then there was an incident where he basically cheated on her yeah and had a child with another woman and that is seven stars half brother yeah
0: older half brother
1: mm-hmm. and then after that like They got back together. They worked things out and had Star. And then um, Star's dad, Big Mav, ended up going to prison, kind of taking the fall for King, who is the leader of the King Lords.
0: Mm -hmm. And so in prison, he mentioned he was actually in prison with his own father. Yeah. Which is a really interesting situation that I'm sure is way more common than we'd imagine. Yeah. Um, And he kind of had this... You know, this man who he saw as everyone remembered being this big time, tough, like drug lord kind of guy. Yeah. In prison, he just saw a sad, regretful old man. Yeah. And that kind of really changed his perspective. So when he got out, he was able to kind of like. Uh, disassociate himself from the King Lords leave that life. Yeah. He decided to be there for his family Mm -hmm. and for his, his wife and his kids, both of his kids, even the one that he had with Aisha, the other woman seven. And so he ended up, I think working at a grocery store until one day he, he now owns it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, he's such a great, just loving, caring father, who
1: who knows he made mistakes yes and is not afraid to acknowledge them to his children mm-hmm. you know and he's just like so upfront with them and is like yes I did this and this was my life but I was wrong and you know when you were born star I knew that I had to change my life and when I went to prison I promised that I would be a father to you like I would be better I would break the cycle um that you know my father got me into And it's just like so impactful because he cares so much Mm -hmm. for his family and for his community and for just black people in general and is trying very hard. But like he has had struggles.
0: Yeah. In fact, one of the uh, kind of disagreements he has with Star's mom is that. He wants to keep living in Garden Heights.
1: Yeah. And, and help the community. And help the
0: community. And she wants to move away mm-hmm. to like a better, safer community. Yeah.
1: Cause she's like, we're not safe here. Like our yeah. children aren't safe. And
0: he's like, how can we help them if we leave them? And yeah. she's like, we're not leaving, you know, you'll still have the store. And, and he's, like,
1: isn't your family more important?
0: Yeah. It, it's it's really good because you can see both sides of it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh but yeah, and this goes back to them being really well-rounded characters. And they're just, I love that they're both reflections of the themes of the story. Yeah. Because in so many stories that we read, uh, especially young adult, I mm-hmm. think, we often only get one parent character. Yeah. Because a lot of times the, the parental character only acts as, like, either a roadblock for them not being able to, like... Go
1: on adventures. Go on adventures or something,
0: <laughs> Or and it's like, well, if we have two parents, we have to differentiate them and then we have to establish their relationship together and blah, blah, blah. And it almost seems like it's a easier thing to just make one. Yeah. But this is a story where we get two characters, their differences, their relationships together and with other. They
1: fight, but they love each other so much. And you can just see that deep love. It's amazing. And just
0: adds such a richness to the story.
1: Yeah. And and Star's brother, Sakani, and her younger brother, or I'm sorry, her older brother, Seven, Mm -hmm. and younger brother, Sakani, are also really great characters as well. She just has this great, amazing family. All the characters are great. You need to read it.
0: (laughs) I, I love stories that, you know, when there's this situation, in this case, like the fight against Injustice. Yeah. Where there's already this big struggle. It doesn't feel the need To like double down on that with like also her home life sucked and her her dad was
2: grounding her her. yeah
0: and her dad was abusive and like it's like no we don't need that to make the story more interesting like you don't need to add more struggles in that way no we can have like support and like healthy relationships and mm-hmm. good things to feed off of in this story where there's so much bullshit <laughs>
1: yeah and so much humor her family is very funny oh
0: yeah her the dad. dialogue is
1: amazing
0: there's a whole one of my favorite bits with her dad is He's explaining how his theory on the Harry oh, Potter yes. books
1: <laughs> are about gangs. Yeah. he's
0: <laughs> like, think about it. Each house is its own gang. They have their own colors. They got each other's backs. They have
1: their hideouts. Yeah. They like don't snitch on each other. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and stars like, you know, he's kind of right. Yeah.
1: It's so funny. I
0: love it. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's that's her awesome family. Let's talk about. The other side of her life though yeah williamson williamson the school the preppy school where she can't truly be herself yes and maybe her friends or one of her friends is, is a total bitch is really shitty
1: <laughs> star has two bffs Haley and maya and they've been friends ever since star basically started going at this school um and one of them sucks.
0: <laughs> it
1: turns out. Um, we, Haley doesn't start out being shitty, but quickly becomes crappy. Yes. Throughout. Uh, the, our first clue is that Star tells us Haley unfollowed her Tumblr. hmm. Bitch move right there. Um, <laughs> and Star thinks it's because she was posting pictures about um, Black Power and about Emmett Till, who is the teenage boy who was brutally murdered. Um, during, like, pre-civil rights era. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, is Haley, like, mad at me for being political or yeah. talking about this stuff? Like, what's going on?
0: There's also a really great incident where uh, they're playing basketball after lunch. Yeah. Where they had just had fried chicken for lunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Star's kind of sluggish on the court because she's full. Yeah. And Haley's kind of yelling at her to, like, move it a bit. And she's yeah. like, just pretend the ball's a piece of fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And Star's like, whoa. What did you say to me? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting because she storms off or she's kind of mad. And there's this kind of issue where Haley's like, what are you talking about? Like, we just had fried chicken for lunch. Yeah. And Star's like.
1: You can't say that to the only black person here, though.
0: But she also kind of like is like, "Okay," like she just kind of like chooses to try to like move past it. Yeah. And you as the reader and like maybe this is just because I'm white but I could almost like at that point see both sides. I'm like, well, I'm like, she should have been more thoughtful of what she said. Yeah. But, you know, they did have fried chicken for lunch, so it could have just been a, a a mistake, you know. or
1: Yeah. And the issue that keeps coming up with Haley and there are other incidents like this that yes. keep happening is that it's not that Haley is being like a blatant racist. It's just that Haley refuses to apologize.
0: Or acknowledge. Or
1: acknowledge that she could have possibly offended Star.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whether, like, she had any intention. Or even if it was totally, like, just because they had that for lunch. Yeah. Like, be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't
1: think of it that way. I'm sorry if I hurt you. Yes. is all that she has to say in this incident and in many more incidents where Haley is very insensitive and just says things that upset Star. And then she gets mad at Star for being upset Mm -hmm. instead of being like. I'm like, I hurt you in some way. I don't really understand, but I'm sorry. And like, please explain to me. And I don't want to do it again. Like, that's all you have to do. But Haley just does not want to change. And she doesn't want anyone to call her on anything. Yeah.
0: And I just loved the ambiguity of that first encounter and the way it was presented. Because I'm sure for a lot of people who are minorities, when they encounter situations like that, I'm sure there is that like, Am I overreacting? Am I jumping to conclusions? Like, I shouldn't, like, immediately assume they're being racist, maybe? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure there is a lot of that doubt that comes with that. Yeah. And I think it does a really good job of cueing you in as the reader into that mindset of, like, was this innocent or was there something there? Yeah. So I really liked that.
1: And Star is not talking to any of her friends about what happened with Khalil. Yeah. She's keeping it quiet because she doesn't want anyone to know That this had happened. And she's afraid of being seen as this like poor ghetto projects like charity case girl.
2: Mm -hmm. And we
1: find out too that not only did she see Khalil die right in front of her eyes. But when she was 10 years old, her other best friend Natasha was shot in a drive-by shooting accidentally Mm
2: -hmm. when they were
1: playing in the street. And she watched her die as well. And, you know, I can't even imagine what that would do to you as Mm -hmm. a person. And so for star to react in this way and to wanting to just completely shut that out is completely understandable because she just can't face really what has happened. And it takes her like, she's still dealing with it by the end of the book, of course. Um, So it's just really hard on star and she's just in a very vulnerable place at school. So to have this stuff happening with Haley where she's just being very insensitive and not really like, In tune with what Star's feeling and, you know, apologetic Mm -hmm. or even caring about why Star is upset, I think is even worse.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's shift gears and talk about Star's boyfriend, her white boyfriend, Chris. Chris. And.
1: What kind of boring ass white name is
0: that <laughs> there's definitely and before anything was said about it i i noticed like hmm, the only like two white guys in this story that like you know are white so far are named chris and what was the other one luke luke <laughs> like, just like basic four letter names i'm yeah. like I, that's pretty funny <laughs> or i guess chris is five but yeah <laughs> um yeah so chris is white yes and He's kind of this was very interesting to me, and like it's take and kind of interpretation of this mm-hmm. but uh Chris is very much like he it seems like he's appropriating black culture, yeah, for I'm not sure if that's exactly how to put it, yeah, but a lot of what he does um seems to kind of be that like almost like. Like he he makes beats that he like loves and always yeah. listens to. Mm-hmm. Um he loves Air Jordans. Yeah, and they have
1: they both have a love of sneakers. Yeah, they have that
0: shared and love. And the
1: Fresh Prince of Prince of Bel Air and and mm-hmm.
0: in the book, uh, <laughs> uh, Star mentions how he loves what like Beyonce and oh like, yeah. I, I forget he she like lists she's like off, he has a type. <laughs> yeah, he has a type. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is kind of it, it's acknowledged. And Star kind of kind of shuts that down pretty quick. Yeah. You know, where she was saying, like, like, we're your your shoes don't define if you're like trying to be black. Like that yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to kind of like think about and kind of mm-hmm. look at, being like, is he kind of doing this to to seem black in a way? Yeah. It's hard to say. But um but we do get to see a lot of kind of like Different sides and perspectives from Chris as a character, I think.
1: Yeah. Can we just say, though, that movie Chris sucks right now? Movie
0: Chris was so disappointing. He
1: was so bad. He's played by KJ Appa, who is plays uh, Archie in Riverdale, who I hate Archie in Riverdale. (laughs) Okay.
0: first off, he looks like he's 30.
1: Yeah, he looks old. He's
0: really tall. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, like. The girl who plays Star, I forget her name.
1: Amanda Stenberg.
0: Thank you. She looks like she's 16. Yeah. He looks like he's 25. And it just really <laughs> bugged me. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Also, <laughs> God, there's Lay a lot. Lay it out. There's Lay a lot to unpack. <laughs> he's much more ignorant in the movie. He is. Very ignorant. Okay,
1: this is a literal line that he says in the movie that is not in the book. He says, I don't see color.
0: Yeah. Um, And then he's like, Black, white, red, purple were all the same on the inside. Like,
1: are you shitting me? Yeah. <laughs> Why is she dating you? You're a piece of shit. <laughs> uh,
0: I think there was even there. There were like three lines, and yeah. I kept writing them down. I'm like, what did he just say that? I'm like, did he just say that? Yeah. And I get like, you know, there could be more than one character. There could be more than one Haley, who's like kind of an ignorant white person. Yeah. Who kind of needs to be told what's okay and what's not and needs
1: to be awakened. Yes. Awokened.
0: But when First of all, I thought he was just too ignorant. Yeah, and then when it comes from the mouth of someone who looks like they're twenty five, as opposed to a teenager. Yeah, like if it was a teenager, you might be a little bit more like, oh like yeah, he's, they're still they're he's
1: still young. He's stupid. Figuring it out. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> oh, <laughs> he just, he's
0: dumb. He just doesn't know any better. But like, <laughs> he's a grown ass man. Yeah, in this movie, and and mm-hmm. he should know better. And it just like bugs me.
1: I like. I like Chris in the book a lot.
0: I do too. Because
1: yes, he is white and there are moments in the book where Stars like, you don't understand. Yeah. And he says something that maybe hurts her or like they don't connect. They have their problems in the book where they're, they're figuring things out. Like it's hard for them Mm -hmm. to be together in some ways, especially as star is going through this and she doesn't tell him what's going on at first. Um, But he is very, he listens to star.
0: Yeah. He's
1: very like, I don't understand. Please tell me like how you're feeling. I want to understand. I want to support you. I want to love you. He's just, he's great. I really like him and he really tries to be there for Star in any way that she'll let him and he's very supportive and he's also like, you know what? You you said that and you're right. Like you called me out on this and yeah. like you're absolutely right and I admit that. And so he's just, he comes from a place of like willing to listen and willing to learn and I love that about him.
0: I do too. He's very much... Like uh, a great example of a uh, like an ally. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what you should be if you're a white person. And you can
1: see why Star likes him. Yeah. In the movie, I'm like, why are they dating?
0: Yeah. Like what? I know. <laughs> you
1: could have. You were just kissing
0: Khalil. Uh, like- <laughs> that was so because in the the way the the movie is. Timelined out. Yeah. We've met Chris already. Yeah. And so when Khalil enters the story, you're like. He's so much better. No, he's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Why and does then, this have to yeah. happen? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like in another lifetime, like Khalil. Yeah. So much better. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. But Chris, good book character. Just. Not well done in the movie. Well, and it's interesting, too, because Chris was actually recast in the film. Yeah. Originally, and I don't know the actor's name, and I don't care, because who cares? Yeah. He, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. He They actually saw, shot scenes with him. Yeah. And I don't know how much of the movie they shot with this other actor, but eventually it came out that he had some videos online where he was kind of making some racist remarks. Yeah. And... I feel like this was known or these were out when he was cast, but they came up again because the article I read said they resurfaced Uh and people were like, what the fuck is this guy doing in a movie? In the movie. Yeah. About
1: the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah.
0: And then the studio was like, yeah, maybe we should fire him.
1: And then they did. And
0: then they did, which was... And Good. then they
1: replaced him with fucking Archie from Riverdale. <laughs> Get out of here, Archie. No I one know. cares about your shit.
0: Couldn't they just <laughs> can't they just find someone who just looks like like Tom Holland?
1: Yeah, get Tom Holland. Why didn't they get Tom Holland? (laughs)
0: Because he wasn't Spider Man. Wait, yes, he was. He was Spider Man at this point. Yeah, get Tom Holland. He would have been great. He would have been so great. Oh my god, he would have been so cute. I know. Like, like I don't get it. Please explain it to me. Oh man, that would have been adorable. (laughs) I know how you feel about Tom Holland. He's so cute. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's our. uh, That's Chris. That's Chris.
1: Let's get back to the story. Um. They have the funeral for Khalil Mm -hmm. and it's a really emotional time. But there is a woman who speaks at his funeral who represents this group called Just Us for Justice. And it's basically uh, an organization, kind of like the ACLU, that tries to protect Mm -hmm. um, the rights of minorities. And she's basically like, we're going to have a protest. And she also approaches Starr's family and is like, I heard that you're the witness to this crime star and star might have to testify if they do a grand jury. And she's like, I want to represent you. And I also would like you to be public about, um, what happened to you, like maybe go on the news and like be open about this so we can like, let people know what happened. And star's family is like, we want to protect star. Like she could face a lot Of you know death threats backlash for doing this Mm -hmm. like if it means you know our daughter or this movement like we're gonna put our daughter first and start you know doesn't really want to speak out about this so there's kind of that that going on
0: i think this aspect of the story is so strong yeah because handled differently i think a lot of people would have made star immediately like yeah i'm gonna fight for this like on the street social justice But, like, it's so much more impactful that the whole story is her just getting her strength and her courage that by the end, when she does, it's just very impactful. It's so earned. It is. It's Mm -hmm. very earned. And so I really loved her constant hesitation. Even, Even as she does make steps. Yeah. Like, they're kind of hesitant. Like, later she does give an interview on TV, but her identity is concealed. Yeah. So... She's, like, kind of taking steps towards it, but, like, she doesn't fully embrace it until the end. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. And then there is rioting as well mm-hmm. because of Khalil's death.
0: I thought this was also handled well in the movie. I I thought it was impactful to see the riots happening. It made it feel a little more present than the book, maybe, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so during this time, there's this building tension, uh, obviously, with the police in the community. Yeah. With these riots going on, like, they... Establish a curfew time that people mm-hmm. have to be in their homes by and businesses are closed, and this is just kind of escalating the tension yeah. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And on top of this, uh the King Lords, the gang, and their leader King, uh who who's Seven's other father figure, essentially. Yeah. Uh they are kind of also increasing pressure because uh on
1: Star's family. On
0: Star's family, because Khalil was selling drugs for them. Yeah. And they don't want too much attention brought to that, like, in the media. Yeah. Or by the police. Or by Star telling them. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're
0: kind of putting pressure on Star, like, don't say shit.
1: Better keep quiet.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of well-established that in the neighborhood, like, you don't snitch on, like...
1: The kings. The kings. Yeah.
0: Like, that's that's a huge no-no. Even Star's dad is, like we yeah we can't let Cross that king. happen. Yeah. Uh that kind of culminates in a scene in the book where a guy who owns a barbershop next door mm-hmm. is on the news and he's like, yeah, uh the freaking king lords are the ones who are like causing all this shit in our neighborhood yeah and we're like the reason he was selling drugs and he like is it on, was on
1: TV and yeah speeches. Yeah.
0: And I I loved this I, I love Mr. Lewis as a character and this scene and everything cuz Before this, he's kind of established as kind of an ornery,
1: crotchety old man, old
0: man who's kind of annoying and no one likes him. Yeah. Uh, And in this scene, you're like, oh, he's so dumb. Like, why is he doing this? Yeah. And the dad basically says as much like you're going to get your you're going to get killed. Yeah. You're going to get your ass kicked, if nothing else, by the King Lords for saying this. And Mr. Lewis is like, you know what? He's like. I served in the war. He's like, I've been living here for ages. He's like, I'm not going to bend to the will of King yeah. or his guys. He's like, look at you. He's like, you say you're like out of the game, but you're still bending to their rules of like not snitching. Yeah. No matter what. Mm-hmm. And he brings up like a very good point. In yeah, a way. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of like made you think of Mr. Lewis a little differently. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in the book, this is right when the police show up. Yeah. During this kind of like altercation. And it leads to them uh, basically
1: putting Star's dad on the ground, yeah, and like almost like handcuffing him. And Star and her brothers are watching this happen. And for Star to see this so closely after what happened with Khalil, she's just distraught. You know, yeah. she is so worried about her dad. And you kind of are given to understand that they they look at his ID, they see his name, and they like maybe know that. Mm-hmm. star as the witness and they kind of like almost rough him up a bit more because of it
0: yeah so it, it's very like stars Sakani feeling the and pressure. Seven, yeah they all see this and feel the pressure and it's like just building and mm-hmm. and this is another moment where mr lewis is like very supportive and like takes the dad back into the yeah, story like and,
1: officers they, they, he wasn't doing anything yeah. like leave him alone and stuff like that and
0: it just reinforces that sense of community that the book does so much to yeah. establish because there are so many characters in this story. I know that we can't even like, we probably can't even mention half of them. I know. But it does such a good job of like interweaving them all into the story and really like, and like, I remember everyone's name too. Yeah. And that's rare for me. I'm like so bad with names and books, but I like remember everyone. <laughs> yeah. And it's just because everyone's so well fleshed out, mm-hmm. their roles to each other in this like literal community of characters is excellent.
1: Yeah uh star does go on tv and gives the interview and talks about what happened with the shooting and there's this really great line that i just like want to say is the interviewer asked her if you could talk to the police officer what would you say to him and she said i'd ask him if he wished he shot me too and i was (sighs) like oh
0: yeah and they, was, they
1: kept that line. It was in the book and they kept it in the movie. I was too. happy about
0: that. Yeah. Like, it's such a gut punch mm-hmm. to like it, it just gives you her frame of perspective. Yeah. Like, you know what? I think he would have doubled if if he knew what was going to happen with me speaking out. I bet he would have doubled down and shot me, too. Yeah. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. Yeah. It's great, though.
1: And not only does she do, do this interview, she also has to testify in front of a grand jury who is investigating this murder um, and she, you know, talks to them, gives like a really long interview, and then they're going to deliberate and decide whether they whether they'll indict this officer mm-hmm. in Khalil's death.
0: Yeah. Uh, and also that the pressure is put on even further when there's a drive by shooting at her house. Yeah. And I liked in the book, it's ambiguous as to whether it was King and the King Lords or, it sounds like a band, yeah. King and the King Lords, <laughs> whether it was them or the police. Yeah. Because, you know, she's trying to get this cop arrested, mm-hmm. but also she might reveal-
1: Snitch on King. Snitch on King. Mm-hmm.
0: And I just, in the movie, as they drive away, they say, they shout something about King. Not talking about
1: King, yeah.
0: Which is maybe another thing about, like- not wanting to put the cops in too bad of a light? Yeah. Do you think? Maybe. Like, I mean,
1: there is that scene where they, like, rough up her dad when they know that she's the witness. That's true. Well. And they kind of, like, give a warning to them.
0: Yeah. They kind of rough them up and then find out she's the witness. And then they kind of, like, leave because they're almost, like, afraid mm. in a way in the movie. So... I don't know, but maybe they don't want it to seem, like, too bad of the police. I don't know. Now I'm just, like, suspicious. I know, right? (laughs) There's another scene with Carlos, Uncle Carlos in the movie. Yeah. That was very interesting where he kind of is trying to almost rationalize to star star about everything that goes through a cop's head. When When he he pulls pulls someone over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. About, like... You know he could have a gun he could have drugs we don't know if he's on something if yeah. he has a girl with him is he abusing her what is she an accomplice possibly to yeah and he is kind of just like giving and you understand it and it is turned around on him because star is like yeah okay but would you think this about a white man
1: yeah if would, you pull the white person if over. you
0: pull the white person over and he reaches for something in his car do you shoot him or do you tell him to put his hands up yeah and Carl, Uncle Carlos admits, too. Like he's like, I'd tell him to put his hands up. Yeah. Like, admits his own bias.
1: Yeah. And I think that scene was interesting because showing that you can have bias yes. and be black and be on the police force. Um, But, again, it does seem like he's rationalizing a little bit, like, why someone would do this. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that at all in the book. Like, Uncle Carlos... Yeah, at first is kind of like, well, we don't know all the facts, you know, isn't as on board with defending Khalil, but he's never like this in that mindset anyway. Yeah,
0: I, I did overall, though, like that scene in the movie, I think. Yeah, just kind of for anyone who might have been thinking that or on that side. To put that out there, but then also say, yeah, but you can still be biased in that situation yeah. and shoot a black man when you would tell a white man to put his hands up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Good stuff, I thought, in the movie.
1: Let's go to prom. Prom!
0: <laughs> one of my favorite things about this book was there was no buildup to prom. No, she all was of a sudden like,
1: it was like, oh, prom's tomorrow. Oh, I
0: forgot prom is here. And I'm like, oh, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about prom. <laughs> she and Chris go to prom Chris is pissed at her because he finds out that she was the witness to Khalil's death. And he's like, how could you not tell me this? Yeah. And I I did, I was on Chris's side in this. Yeah, I, I was like, too. he's your boyfriend. Like you should have told him, I know it. you've been through a lot, but like he wants to be there for you and you're not letting him in. Um, but they do have this great scene where they're sitting in the limo or the car and she kind of confesses to him what happened and also tells him about Natasha being killed in front of her as well. And uh, this is the terrible place, though, where uh, Chris in the movie says, I don't see color.
0: Yeah. And she has
1: to, like, explain the world to him right there.
0: I, I love her reply that to that, though. She's like, if you don't see my blackness, you don't see me. Yeah. That was a good reply. I, 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 I love that because it's like it is a part of me, whether it should be or not. Like, society has, like, kind of formed that. that. Yeah. yeah. Where, mm-hmm. you know, I live... I have to live a different life, and that's kind of what has come out of out of it. And if you ignore that, you're just ignorant. Yeah. So I I thought it was, even though it was annoying to hear it come out of Chris's fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, her reply was very strong. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And then they make up. In the movie, he actually goes and meets Star's dad after this because she's never brought him home. Um, and of course, Star's dad is like why are you dating this white boy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually he's like, fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is where we get the, uh, what kind of basic white name is Chris? Yeah. The book scene where this happens is so funny. Yeah. It happens. It's different. It happens at uncle Carlos's house, not after prom. Yeah. But like, Everyone but the dad knows about Chris. Yeah, and so like the mom's like, "Oh, Chris, how are you, baby?" And like, and like Star's
1: grandma's like, "Chris, baby."
0: (laughs) And the dad's like, "Why are you all talking to him like he's been around for a minute?" Yeah, (laughs) and it's like suddenly everyone's like, like,
1: like, "Oh,"
0: realizing what's happening. Yeah, Uh, and and I just and I liked seeing, you know. The, the the reversal of it where like the dad's Kind of being a little biased like even yeah. though I think a black person has much more Reason to be biased against a white person oh, yeah. Than the reversal like to still see That like and and the, uh, He has a line where he says To star uh, I guess I haven't been a good role model for, model for what Black men should be
1: yeah
0: And she said says no you've been a good role model For what a man should be mm-hmm. And it, it's a good scene between them It's very yeah. sweet and yeah. touching mm-hmm. So yeah <laughs>
1: uh what's happening now? Um
0: Where are we? Uh oh, let's talk about Devante yeah, real quick.
1: A little bit. So Devante is a huge character in the book, but is cut out of the movie. And I understand why he's mm-hmm. cut out because it it is kind of extra. Um, but Devante is involved with the King Lords, and we kind of view him as A stand in for Khalil. Yeah. After Khalil's death. And Star feels very guilty about not being there for Khalil and you know, allowing like not being there for him when his family was going through this stuff when he started selling drugs. And her dad also feels guilty, I think, because he was trying to help Khalil. Yeah. And then he kind of fell off and fell into this life. And now he's dead. And so Devante is sort of a reason for them all to, like, help someone.
0: Because he's in the kind of a similar yeah, situation Yeah, he's almost. in with the
1: King Lords, but he wants to get out. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to live that life anymore. And King wants him dead because he stole from him. Um, and Star's dad agrees to help him. And then... Actually, Uncle Carlos ends up taking him in, which is really sweet. And Uncle Carlos and her dad kind of bond over this because they have been kind of at odds for a while. Um, And Devante is just this character who kind of illustrates to us how hard it is to get out of this cycle. Yeah. And like Star's dad has talked about it, but we see a real life example with Devante.
0: Yeah, and it's just sweet to see Devante like. Uncle Carlos and her mentoring and Aunt him. Pam become like surrogate parents for him. Yeah. And he kind of like kind of starts like a, a new life a little bit with them. Yeah. Like at least at the end of his high school year. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a really good part of the book. I understand why they cut it from the movie. Yeah. Uh, in, the mo- in the book, he actually is kind of kidnapped almost.
1: Yeah. He gets jumped by yeah. the King Lord's when he's like in the neighborhood and they take him back to King's place and like beat the shit out of him. And we're kind of given to understand that they actually might kill him. Yeah. Because he stole from King and uh, Kenya, who is King's daughter yeah, and like star's good friend and seven's half, half sister calls star and is like Devonte's here and you need to get him or king's gonna kill him mm-hmm. so chris star and seven all show up at aisha's house and they basically come to get Devonte out and they end up getting him out of the house and aisha ends up helping them and i really liked this too that yeah she was kind of presented as sort of this whore in a lot yeah. of ways like trashy but in this scene she like is very aware of what's going on. She is abused by King as well. And yeah. she's a victim, but she helps them to get Devante out.
0: She does what she can. And she steps up to the plate in that moment, which is really great. Yeah. And so they get Devante out and in the book, he ends up, you know, obviously surviving this ordeal and, uh-huh. you know, uh, it, he's a good character with a good arc. The movie, since it cut him actually puts seven in his place, Yeah, which makes sense. Cause king kind of king is abusive to his whole family basically yeah and he's basically pissed that star
1: has talked about him has talked
0: about him and like TV. and the drugs and the situation and he took it out on seven basically and, and kicked the shit out of him yeah and it's kenny who calls and so her and chris go and pick up seven, seven. and get out in a similar situation with aisha helping yeah uh so they're driving back. Uh, And then that's when they get the word that the grand jury has chosen not to charge the officer, officer. indict the officer,
1: Mm -hmm. which is very familiar. (laughs) Yeah. I, I like that they did this in the book because it's what happens in a lot of these situations.
0: It's the same thing with if Beale Street could talk, which I won't say what happens, but you know, it's like, what do I want? Do I want like the justice or do I want the realism of what probably would actually happen?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we
0: get that realism, which I think is appropriate.
1: And Star is so angry. And she has such rage because of, like, everything that she did. And she worked so hard. And she had to overcome all her hesitations, all her fears to speak out about this. But it still didn't do anything. Yeah. And it's awful. And there, they find out, like, protests are happening and Star's immediately like, We have to go. I yeah. can't like I can't sit by. We have to protest. Let's riot. Like, fuck this. And Devante and Seven are all in. Chris is like, Oh, I don't know about oh. this. <laughs> and Star's like, I mean, I gotta I have to do this. And he's like, Okay, well, I'll be here. I'll be there for you. So
0: then Chris gets a crash course on what <laughs> life in Garden Heights is kind of yeah.
1: like. <laughs> She's like, You've never been here before. Okay, here's a, here it is.
0: <laughs> um so in the, in the book, it's a little more sprawling, a little more, like, drawn out with them, mm-hmm. like, driving around. They're trying to get back to the store. Yeah. And, um, like, it's a little more of a, a sprawling kind of, like, riding situation. In the movie, it's kind of isolated. But they yeah. uh, are in the middle of this riot. There's but a,
1: Chris doesn't come in the movie. Yes. So, so in the movie, yeah. uh, Chris ends up taking Kenya and her sister Lyric and taking them to safety. Mm -hmm. And in the book, Kenya and Lyric just kind of like go their own way. And then they are all there together. So Chris is by her side the whole time in the book. Yeah. And in the movie, Chris is just like, okay, bye.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This seems like a good excuse to leave. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I wasn't mad about.
0: It's disappointing because this is such a, like you said, like a great, growing experience for Chris yeah. to see what's going on, to actively participate mm-hmm. in this, uh, um, protest. protest.
1: And he's by star side the whole time supporting her and, and it
0: t- her. and it talks a lot about, he's like the only white guy in the entire, yeah. like, like, uh, protest, but mm-hmm. that's like a good thing to see some representation from some, at least one white person who's also <laughs> upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so, uh, They see uh, Miss Ofra there, Mm -hmm. uh, the woman from Just Us for Justice, and Star is really angry and they're at this police barricade Mm -hmm. where there's like police and riot gear and there's like a tank because like things have just been building up for like weeks now. And so she talks to Miss Ofra and she's kind of like, listen, if you want to actually be in this, then here you go. And she gives her a megaphone. Yeah. And this is when Star
1: has her moment
0: gets on top of a police car Uh, and then like, oh, God, I'm like tearing up just thinking about it. Yeah. She like
1: gives a speech basically talking about like, I'm the witness. I was the one that was there with Khalil. And she starts this chant saying and she talks about people talking about Khalil dying, but Khalil lived. And she keeps saying like, Khalil lived. Yeah. And it's so touching because she's like. You know, he is it's not just about his death, like it's about his life. Mm-hmm. And he was a person. He was a human. And she's like leading this chant. It's amazing. She's standing on top yes. of the car. It's awesome. And then the police start. Yeah. Shooting tear gas at them.
0: This I haven't talked at all about the cinematography. Uh, And, and for it's pretty good for the most part, like nothing like overly noticeable. Yeah. But this scene in particular, it's this really nice close up on star as she's giving this chant in the megaphone and it reminded me a lot of beale street because beale street did a lot of these like the cameras looking right in their eyes these close-up shots that just really bring you into the character Mm -hmm. and it was that shot like not just the situation but that shot in particular that really just engaged you with her in that moment Mm -hmm. and just really drove home that part, because this was by far, I think, the most impactful moment in the whole story for me. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, the police do eventually start shooting tear gas into the audience, to mm-hmm. d- into the crowd to disperse them. The audience? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're like, I bought tickets for this.
0: <laughs> uh, into the crowd. And a second badass moment yes. from Star. The first tear gas canister launch before it, like, explodes she grabs it and throws it back into the police
1: yeah Uh, and it's like
0: caught on tv yeah and like photographed like this moment of her hurling this tear gas canister (laughs) yeah like i want this to be real so bad because she's so badass i know it's so good Uh, but then they have to run for their lives because like the police are coming. Yeah,
1: and they're like beating people in the streets and nobody can breathe because of the tear gas. So they run away and they end up back at um, her dad's store and they they go in there and they're pouring milk on their faces because that's what will relieve these terrible symptoms of the tear gas. And they're all hanging out in there. And of course, they can't catch a break. They just came <laughs> from a protest. All this shit is happening. And then someone throws a Molotov cocktail or something yeah into the store and it catches on fire
0: immediately and at this point it, it's in the book it's Chris is Kenya still with them no no it's Chris seven Devante De, Devante that's the, mm-hmm. uh, Chris seven Devante and star yeah in the b- movie it's just seven and star yeah yeah uh, they're trapped in this burning building because the back door is locked and the front is on fire. Yeah. And like the community comes out and tries to help put out the fire. Mm-hmm. But it's only when her dad, her parents and family show up and the dad has keys that they're able to like get unlock them out. Unlock yeah. Unlock the back door because it was like a close call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's quickly understood that it was King mm-hmm. who threw the Molotov cocktail into the store as yeah. revenge for her snitching mm-hmm. on TV. And there's... In the book, shall we finish off the book moment? Yeah. Where the police then show up, of mm-hmm. course. She says, like, oh, the police always show up, right? Like, yeah. before, like, after shit has gone down. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this moment where King's like, ah, like, no one saw me do it. Like, her dad got here after it was, like, yeah. on fire. But then the community comes out. Mm-hmm. Mr. Lewis comes out. Tim who we haven't mentioned yet. He was there, you know, yeah. Tim. And they all are like, no, King we did it. He saw
1: King do it, yeah.
0: And it was a really great moment of just the community coming together and not letting...
1: King, King intimidate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah into
0: silence. Mm-hmm. that The dad was even guilty for having done mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. And it's enough to at least uh, put King in jail that night. Mm-hmm. And then Devante... Tells
1: s- Uncle Carlos, like, would it help if I like testified against King if I turned witness would that help him keep him behind bars keep his family Kenya Lyric Aisha keep them safe and Carlos is like if you want to do that like mm-hmm. I will support you I will help you to do this and so Devonte gets his moment where because he, he stands up Yeah
0: because he was inspired by Star yeah. and seeing her mm-hmm. and using their and using his voice Yeah so yeah and and it was just a really great ending and like the store is burnt down but they're gonna like rebuild it. rebuild and they're mm-hmm. like sweeping and uh mr lewis who's leaving his barber shop next door yeah. offers to give him that space to expand the, the supermarket when mm-hmm. he reopens and there's just hope yeah and even though Star isn't completely over everything. She still sees like hope in the future. And Mm -hmm. it's just very. It also names a lot of victims of police shootings at the the end. end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice and
1: Eric Garner. Eric Garner. Just Mm -hmm. like
0: a list of like 12 or 15 names that was also very impactful. So,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, yes, that's the end of the book. The movie, we get a little bit of another moment.
1: I felt like this was a little too much drama. I, I, <laughs> drama, <I, I>, <laughs> drama.
0: It's not just drama, it's <laughs> drama. You know, you know what it's I'd say. more drama.
1: <laughs> drama er. Um, they come from the riots, and then there's the fire, and then the police show up, and then they're like, have this gun holding up Star's dad. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Sakani comes up. And he has a gun. Yeah,
0: he has the dad's gun. The dad's gun? Somehow. He, Somehow. he got it. Yeah. And he's Sakani's ha- like eight. Yeah. And he's pointing it at the police. Uh, no, isn't it at King?
1: Oh, yeah. He's pointing at he's King. He's pointing it
0: at King because yeah. King burned his store down, his dad's store. Yeah. And then the police are there and they are pulling their guns on uh, Sakani. S- <laughs> and so then I, I didn't quite get it. Because yeah. um, uh, Star talks about, like, the Tupac line again, about what uh, thug life means, and it, like, them, it, like, oh, it's them fucking each other again. Yeah. And she had to stop it. And so she gets between the police and Sakani. But to me, this annoyed me, because it's not a moment of growth. Because no. I'm, I'm not, like. She already had that. Well, yeah, and in this moment, if this moment had happened at the beginning of the story, I'm convinced she would have done the exact same thing. Like, she yeah. would have gotten between the police and Sakani. It wasn't like, oh, she would have never done this before. Yeah, that's no, true. I, I think she would have. Yeah. So I don't think this is like, and then the police are like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe we won't shoot, like, two black children.
1: Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. <laughs> I, don't
0: like, I don't know. I don't I don't know either. who this moment was for. Yeah. Or, like, what the intent was.
1: It was trying to be dramatic as hell, and I don't really
0: know why. I think it just muddied. Because the moment... It muddied the message. And the true moment when the community comes out against King to yeah. imprison him kind of gets overshadowed by that. But I think that was like the stronger yeah. moment of like the community finally being done with his shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I didn't really like this either.
0: <laughs> no. So, uh, and then it ends... Pretty much the same way, right? Yeah.
1: They're like, we're going to rebuild the store. The only other big difference is that in the book, Star's family is moving to a different neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The dad eventually, I think it was the drive-by shooting that probably did it. Yeah. Uh, yields. And it's like, let's move to a different neighborhood.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is a big thing for him because he's wanted to stay in the community. And in the movie, they're like, oh, we are going to stay in Garden Heights. We're going to live here forever. Um And I think the book really had a lot more to say about the struggle that African American communities feel if they can move out of the neighborhood. So many people can't move out of these neighborhoods. Yeah. But if you can, like is it betraying your community to leave, you know? Um so I thought it was interesting and they talked about that a lot. Um but yeah, that's pretty much (laughs) that's pretty much the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Roughly
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's so much in the book that happens.
0: Oh, there was just one little moment, though, with the Harry Potter wands.
1: Oh, yeah. In it, the movie. It was
0: talked about earlier in the car with uh, Khalil and Star, mm-hmm. where they used to play Harry Potter. And she's kind of jabbing him like, do you still have your wand? Like, I bet you yeah. do. And there's a moment later where you find out Star still has her wand and she has Natasha's wand yeah. to her other friend who was killed. And then at the end, she goes and is like in Khalil's room and she finds his wand. Yeah. And it was so sad. It was very sad, <laughs> very like just sad and touching and moving and sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I just felt like I had to mention that because that yeah. that was an inclusion of the movie yes. that I thought was It was very emotional. It was. I thought it was very good.
1: Yeah. So which one is better?
0: Why don't you go first? I know what I I know what I have to say. But okay.
1: So I think the book is better. I have specific problems with the movie the weird like almost building evidence against Khalil in the shooting thing mm-hmm. and then the Chris portrayal is awful and also like everything that goes down with Haley is not as good in the movie either like yeah. their their confrontation um but there are really impactful scenes in the movie yes. that I think come across better in the movie mm-hmm. like I think the shooting scene is portrayed Better like the scene of him being shot and Star being yeah. there handcuffed with him is more impactful. The scene where Star and Khalil are talking at the party, like you can see the connection between yeah. them. Yeah. And then, like you said, the scene you know of her protesting and having her moment there, and then the wands as well. There's just these really great emotional impact scenes, but the book overall has a better quality to it. It's very rich. Like we said, the characters are amazing. The world is built so well. It's so funny. You enjoy every minute of it. I loved being in Star's Head. I loved being in her world. Like overall, this is an amazing book. So I'm going to go with the book on this
0: one. I'm also going to go with the book. You know, this book's over 400 pages, which worried me when I first... I mean, it, it it's young adult, so the the pages aren't... The typesetting is somewhat large. It's not yeah. as intimidating. Uh, of a word count but it really does a lot with what it has like there was no point where I'm like okay let's wrap this up let's get going let's get moving like
1: stuff stuff is happening I feel
0: that so frequently with books where I'm just like this could be cut down by a hundred pages yeah I did not feel this way about this book at all I think part of that is so many different characters that are so rich and interesting and like all their personalities and problems and interactions reflect on the themes of the story yeah. really really well mm-hmm. and it, it it does a lot to give different perspectives and just build on that effectively mm-hmm. so this book by no means overstated its welcome I, I think for the most part it's a pretty good adaptation yeah um and I I did enjoy it. But I had the same problems you did. Chris, I just didn't like as a person. Chris sucked. All the other performances, I thought all the other actors oh, yeah. did a really great Amanda job. Amanda
1: Stenberg was so amazing. She
0: was awesome. And I'm like, I just want her to be in everything now. Cause yeah. Because she just handled the emotional toll of what was going on so, so well. effectively in the story and portrayed it so well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: The actor who played her dad, whose name I don't remember, he hasn't been in a ton. Yeah. I looked him up, but he did really good, Mm -hmm. even though I always pictured him as Terry Crews in the book. (laughs) I just couldn't get Terry Crews out of my head. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, good movie, great, fantastic book.
1: Fantastic book. There's a reason it won so many awards, not just because it's timely and deals with an important subject, but because it's just good and funny and enjoyable. And even though it's a heavy subject matter, it handles it really well. There are sad moments, but a lot of it is just fun and funny. And good. yes,
0: after reading If Beale Street Could Talk and this, can we just like Stop reading books by white people.
1: Yes, especially (laughs) written in the sixties and seventies. I know we talked about this, but we need we need to. You're really (laughs) off
0: that those two decades, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, no more. (laughs) It's the book from both of us. Yes. Let's do lightning.
1: Lightning round.
0: Okay, so to start off, lightning. uh, We just thought we should talk a little bit about the end of Haley's story. Yeah. Uh, In the book, they get into an all-out like fight, like in the hallway, which was really cool. Yes. In the movie. She kind of like steals her hairbrush. And starts threatening her with a hairbrush. It's really weird. Yeah, because it kind of defeats the purpose of like, your point is a hair is a hairbrush doesn't look like a gun, but then she's threatening her with it like a gun. And Haley starts crying. I'm like, don't make us feel bad for Haley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but there's a great scene where uh, Star talks to her mom and her mom's like, you just have to know to understand when a relationship is worth keeping and worth letting go and in the and in both versions she chooses to let it go yeah but in the book i thought it was even more impactful because Haley kind of sends a message of like hey i'm sorry about the verdict or she just says hey i'm sorry yeah and then stars like about what she's like the verdict and stars like about anything else yeah she's like no Mm
1: -hmm. and so
0: she's just like bye
1: yeah she's basically like (laughs) Haley's like, I want things to go back to normal. And Star's yes. like, it's not going
0: to happen. Can't happen. Yeah. Because she won't acknowledge what she did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's really important because like it's not Star's job to educate her on not being racist. No. Like she needs a friend, not someone. And who not a is, project. Yeah, not a project. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really good lesson that you wouldn't get in every story. Yeah. Every other story I feel like would be like, "No, you forgive can't forgive her." Yeah, like you can't like abandon your friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, "No, fuck that." Yeah. So, I I just wanted to mention how that story ends cuz I think it's impactful.
1: Mhm. Uh, next up for Lightning Round, uh Black Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Black Jesus is a huge part of this book, and as I'm reading it, I'm like, I don't really know what this is other than it being black Jesus, but they talk about having a picture of black Jesus in their house. Mm -hmm. They talk about a mural of black Jesus being like in the community. And whenever they pray, they pray to black Jesus that like, they're literally like black Jesus be here with us today and all this stuff. There's this great line where, they pray as a family in their house and star says something about Sakani, like faking being sick. And later Sakani's like, why did you call me out in front of black Jesus star? (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, what is black Jesus? Like, I don't really understand it fully. And I was looking up some information on it and it's not really like a huge, like official thing, but the author kind of grew up in a community where, um, their representation of Jesus was black and it wasn't just oh like Jesus is black it's like this is black Jesus and mm-hmm. it was almost a it's almost a blend of islam
2: mm. and
1: christianity and also like black power as well into yeah. one figure because they kind of talk about her dad maybe not eating pork sometimes yeah
0: yeah which
1: is like and i think it's a, it's this it's this fusion of, you know, this Islam, Christianity, black power beliefs into this figure of black Jesus. So that was like really interesting for me and really cool to see.
0: Yeah, that is interesting to hear about because I didn't look that up. But Mm -hmm. uh, also neglected from the movie.
1: Excuse me. Black Jesus erasure in the movie. (laughs) There's a scene where they pray and they're like, dear heavenly father. I'm like, where's black Jesus? We're like heavenly father. (laughs) Don't you mean black Jesus? We were all
0: annoyed about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. What was I talking about next?
1: Nana. Oh no, no, I'm talking about Nana.
0: What am I talking about? White people. White people. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great part. It's in the movie too, but I didn't like it in the movie that much. No. But it's great in the book where while they're driving during this like kind of riot scene, uh Seven and Chris Seven and uh why am I forgetting his name? Devante. Devante. start quizzing Chris on like how black he is basically yeah and it's like first of all green beans like green bean casserole good or bad he's like oh no i hate it they're like okay good you got that one <laughs> and they're like macaroni and cheese side dish or main meal and then he's like uh, main meal and then they're no, like, like oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and they like argue with him and he's like yeah but you put breadcrumbs on top and Devante is like Breadcrumbs. It's like <laughs> like he's like offended. Yeah, and like like later on in the scene when they've moved on to another subject, Devonte's still sitting there like breadcrumbs.
1: <laughs> what is this? What is this idiot doing? <laughs>
0: and they also mention how white people like. Not just in horror movies, but in other situations, always talk about splitting up. Yeah. And like,
1: and then get, they get murdered. Yeah. And then at
0: one point when the car runs out of gas, Chris is like, well, a couple of us can stay with the car and the others can go get gas. And
1: Oh, wait. This is what you were talking about, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> it's just a funny discussion and it's an honest discussion. I love it.
0: And then at one point, Chris is like, can I ask something about black people? Yeah. And... And at first they're like, mm, but then star is like, no, let him ask. Like, yeah. And you know. they have
1: a discussion and it's yeah,
0: great. It's really good. It's, it's very, very good. I like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Now to Nana, <laughs> we didn't get to talk about Nana that much, but she's a really funny side character in the book. And obviously she's star's grandmother, but, um, she was kind of a wild character in yeah. her life and had like alcohol issues and stuff. But, um, when, Nana finds out about Star dating Chris She tells Star to get her swirl on (laughs) And then proceeds to tell her about all the times in her life That she got her swirl on And Star's like, please Nana, I don't want to know about this
0: (laughs) In that whole scene when Chris first comes to the house And the dad finds out about him Nana is just yelling things from like an unknown location in In the the house. house (laughs) like you just keep hearing her voice like get your swirl on baby (laughs) that scene was so funny i loved it yeah and that's it for lightning round yep thank you so much for listening to this episode we love doing both this and if beale street could talk this month and so yeah we just definitely should just keep doing uh books and adaptations by people of color because These two have been so excellent.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's so encouraging to see that these have been made recently. Like, yeah. Let's get more stuff about this.
0: Yeah. Despite what the fucking Oscars have to say.
1: Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to tell us your thoughts on The Hate You Give or any other adaptations we've done, or if you have suggestions for other episodes, please email us at cover to pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or shoot us a tweet at cover credits with the number two.
1: Yes. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We're also on Patreon if you'd like to support us. Um, we post articles on there. We have bonus contact for our supporters. Um, anyone who can contribute anything is amazing. And thank you to everyone who is contributing. You are amazing. We love you. We are very grateful. So and
0: grateful. Thank you so much. It really means the world. It to, does. To get some just some funding for our uh, for.
1: movie tickets, movie tickets or having things
0: online because that costs money hosting. Thank that's the word, (laughs) (laughs) but it really means the world to us just to have that support. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, if you could just leave us a review on Apple podcasts, that would be really helpful. And we'd really appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And as always, we are grateful to anyone who listens and please like contact us. We love hearing from you. We love
0: hearing from people and getting suggestions Mm -hmm. and tune in next week. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> classic at part of the episode where i stay next week even though we're every other week tune in next episode <laughs> where we will be discussing howl's moving castle yes and the studio ghibli adaptation it's gonna be great yeah
1: thanks for listening bye bye
0: <laughs> nope every week
1: <laughs> Nope. not every week
0: Almost every week.
1: Fuck!